Hello, and welcome to the Sacrifice of Praise podcast, where we discuss what it means to praise God even when it's difficult. My name is Tori. And my name is Mary. And we are your hosts. Come chat about faith and life with your new sisters in Christ and enjoy learning and growing alongside us. We are so glad you're here. Hello, welcome back to Sacrifice of Praise podcast. Today, we are covering St. Bernadette, and this is a really exciting episode of our saint series. I've been really looking forward to this saint. I remember St. Bernadette being one of like the first saints that I ever knew about, learned about. I remember learning about her in school. I went to a Catholic school growing up, and I remember learning about her and being really inspired by her because she was this young girl who, which we'll get into, but like she really didn't have much education. She was like, hadn't even had her first communion yet, those kind of things. So um, she's just, she has an incredible story, but she's a very widely known, very widely loved saint. And as many of you probably know, the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to her in Lourdes and then deeming herself Our Lady of Lourdes. And I have a special devotion to her and have just grown to love her really ever since we had Molly Myers on our podcast. She has an incredible story of Our Lady of Lords and visiting Lords. And so highly recommend going to listen to that episode. But um, it's been a while since I've heard Bernadette's story and researched. So I'm excited. I think this is going to be a fun one um, and was a fun one to prepare for. So before we dive in, we will start with our current favorites and I'm going to have Tori go first. Okay. So my current favorite is a brand that we've talked about before. It's Dime Beauty. And I think when we previously talked about it, we talked about their perfume and I can't remember Mary, if it was your current favorite or if it was mine or I don't remember, but um, the perfume that I like is Seven Summers is like the name of that perfume that I really like. But this time, my current favorite is their uh, skincare. So it's Dime Beauty Skincare. And I was just looking for um, better face swatch, like just getting into a better skincare routine. I don't I didn't really follow anything that was like super consistent. And so um, and I wanted something that was good ingredients and non-toxic, which Dime Beauty is kind of known to be a good brand for that. And so they were running a sale, I think it was over Labor Day weekend, and they had a complete system set is the name, complete system. So you get pretty much all of like the best sellers in their skincare line. And um, I will say like the first week that I started using it, my skin was kind of just getting used to it because I never really do a ton. I just do like a a wash in the beginning and then like a cleanser at night. And um, so this has many different steps. So I feel like my skin is finally starting to get used to the the whole, like all the products, but I really do like it. I feel like every time I go to bed and like in the morning, I just feel refreshed and, um, and it has great reviews. So if you like look online, there's a ton of like really, really great reviews for this skincare line. Um, so I'm hopeful that, um, I, I will see like a difference in my skin, but right now I just kind of like the way it feels and I'm hoping that my skin is actually like benefiting from it. So current slash new favorite. Yes. I love Dime Beauty. They have, 
Yes, they're completely non-toxic, so everything is super clean, and they just have, my favorite product is their eyelash serum. I think that's what I had said as my current favorite um, a while back, but I love their eyelash serum. It's like a clean one, so you can use it, you know, anytime, and um, it also, their perfumes are all like kind of dupes for high-end perfumes, which perfumes are like one of the most highly toxic beauty products. And so all of their perfumes are low tox and they're awesome. They smell so good. So yeah, I love that brand too. That's a good one. Yes. What about you? Okay. So mine, mine is kind of random, but I was just thinking about this and I had to share it. So mine is the, it's a food, it's a snack. It's been my go-to snack lately at night it's the Good and Gather from Target, like just the Target brand. It's their Tex-Mex Trail Mix. Have you ever mm, had this? No. So good. So, okay, this is kind of a funny story, but I was babysitting, like when I lived in Des Moines, I was babysitting for this family and they were like, have any snacks that you want? And they had this. So it's like, okay. Mm. I fell in love with it. It's so good. It has, it's like a little bit spicy. It's not, it's, it just has a nice kick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has like almonds, peanuts, sesame sticks, and then it has little like pumpkin seeds or whatever they're Mm -hmm. called, pepitas. Um, it's so good. It's so addicting, first of all, and it's so good. So the other day I was like, I really just want something spicy. And this was on my mind and they have, they sell like big, huge things of them. And I'm already yes. like all the way through it. So <laughs> it's I so love good. their like monster mix or like the peanut butter monster mix really good too. Yes. But they yeah. have really good different trail mix options. They have lots of different options, but I yes. love this next one. It's really good if you like a little kick. So yes. Oh, and group. speaking of good and gathered, um, this is, I'm just going to add this in our current favorites. Yeah. Like Two or three weeks ago, I was, I had a big sweet tooth and I was at Target and, um, I was looking at their ice cream and there was a good and gathered like moose track. So I bought it and it was so good, like so dangerously good. Tim loved it. I loved it. It was, it it didn't last long in the house, but (laughs) if if you're craving ice cream, that one's really good. I love it. Yeah. They have good, they have good little snacks sometimes. So, okay. So now we're going to dive into St. Bernadette. We, this episode, we're going to do a tiny bit different than our others, but for the most part, we'll stick to similar format. So we are going to start with just background, early life facts about St. Bernadette. Um, And then since Mary did appear to her, we're going to dive into those apparitions and kind of just give you a high level of what those were like. Um, So we'll start with kind of the background. So St. Bernadette, she was born as Marie Bernard. Subaru. And she was born January 7th, 1844. So another kind of more recent-ish saint. She was born in Lourdes, France, and she was the oldest of nine children. Her family was extremely poor, both in finances and in health. They all had tons of health issues. And Bernadette actually herself suffered tons of health issues her entire life. She had um, cholera, And then she had asthma and she had a ton of other ailments. She actually ended up dying from tuberculosis. So she, she dealt with a lot of suffering as far as that goes. Um, And then between February 11th and July 16th of 1858, at the age of 14, 
she had a series of visions of the Virgin Mary in the nearby grotto. Mary revealed her identity with the words, I am the Immaculate Conception, and among other messages and affirmations, told Bernadette that a chapel should be built there. Bernadette steadfastly defended the genuineness of these visions despite strong opposition from her parents, clergy, civil authorities, and she faithfully transmitted Mary's messages. And so obviously this kind of gained a lot of attention, all of these visions that she was having. So she gained a lot of attention from this and ended up actually joining a boarding school run by the Sisters of Charity to just kind of escape all the people. And in 1866, she completed her religious instruction at the Mother House of Nevers and lived an an extremely joyful, holy, prayerful, and peaceful last few years of her life. And like Mary mentioned, she suffered greatly in her lifetime, but despite that, she used all of her sickness as penance for her sins and the sins of others. And she peacefully died in April 16th, 1879 at the age of 35. So very young. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she was canonized by Pope Pius XI, who authenticized her visions and um, the veneration of Mary as Our Lady of Lourdes. And the celebration of her feast is optional in the Roman calendar. The Lord's is a major, major pilgrim center for those who um, are seeking healing. And then the chapel of the St. Gildard Convent Nevers contains her body, which is incorrupt. So we've talked about um, some incorrupt saints in the saint series. And St. Bernadette is one of those incorruptible saints, which is just remarkable. Yeah, it's so incredible. And it's just, I think one of the most beautiful things about her story is how just like she was a very pure, sweet, young girl, um, but she was just very normal and she lived a normal life, um, very humble and just a someone that you would not expect Mary to choose to appear to kind of, um, you know, she wasn't super, super holy. Like I said, she hadn't received her first Holy communion yet. It's just, it's just kind of a beautiful way to look at things that Mary chose this unlikely girl to appear mm-hmm. to. Um, yeah. so there were 18 total appearances. Mary appeared to her 18 times. The lady, Bernadette explained, had instructed her to have a chapel built on the spot of the visions, and there people would come to wash in the water and drink the water. Um, And, you know, that's where Lourdes is today. There are millions and millions of people that have pilgrimed there and um, been healed with those waters. So according to Bernadette, the lady of her vision was a girl of 16 or 17 who wore a white robe with a blue sash. She had yellow roses on her feet. A large rosary was on her right arm. And in the vision on March 25th, she told Bernadette, I am the Immaculate Conception. It was only when the words were explained to her that Bernadette came to realize who the lady was. So again, like she just was so almost naive to like what was happening. Um, So it's just, it's really beautiful. So what we wanted to do, we found... Um, this is actually from the Lord's volunteer website, which we've worked with them. They helped, they provided some things for our retreat, which is so wonderful. They're incredible. They provided Lord's water and some different prayer cards and things. So we've really enjoyed getting to know a couple of the ladies there, but, 
um, on their website, they have an apparitions little section. And so we wanted to just go through and read like super high level what each of the apparitions were. So it's like one sentence for each of them. Basically, like this is what happened at each apparition. So I'll let Tori take a few and then I'll take a few and we'll just kind of go back and forth. Yes. Okay. So the first apparition, um, they prayed the rosary together silently, which is also kind of interesting how like Mary said, she wasn't a super devout. Um, but this first apparition, they're praying the rosary together, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay. And then apparition two, Bernadette sprinkles holy water on Our Lady and she smiles. The third apparition, Our Lady invites Bernadette to visit the grotto for 15 consecutive days. Um, in the fifth apparition, it was short and silent. And Bernadette brings a lighted, blessed candle to the grotto. The fifth, um, the lady teaches Bernadette a personal prayer. And Bernadette is overcome with sadness. And then for the sixth apparition, just like the high level is, when questioned by the police, Bernadette speaks in her dialect only of that one, quote, that one. And then... The seventh, the lady reveals to Bernadette a secret only for her alone, which Bernadette never, ever revealed, which I think is so beautiful. So that Mm -hmm. one, they call that one like the secret, um, which I think is sweet. The eighth apparition, this is a quote from Our Lady directly. It says, penance, 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 pray to God for sinners. Would you kiss the ground as an act of penance for sinners? The ninth apparition at the instruction of the lady Bernadette digs in the mud and drinks of the dirty water that appears there for sinners the 10th this apparition is completely silent um, and Bernadette just carries out her usual acts of penance Mm -hmm. and then on the on the 11th apparition um, crowds actually come and surround Bernadette as she kisses the ground as a sign of penance and then on the 12th apparition March 1st 1858 over 1,500 people assembled, um, and for the first time, a priest was among them. And then Catherine Letapai's arm is healed after plunging it into the spring. So this is actually the first accounted miracle that had happened at Lourdes. The 13th apparition, um, which is one of the most important, so the lady speaks to Bernadette and asks that people come in procession and that a chapel be built there. A local priest asked for the lady's name. So this is when Our Lady is asking Bernadette to somehow find a way to create a and build a chapel right there. The 14th apparition is when Bernadette asks the lady for her name. She receives only a smile in response. The priest tells Bernadette, if the lady really wishes a chapel to be built, then she must tell us her name and make the rose blush bush bloom at the grotto. And then the 15th apparition on the last day of the 15 days originally requested around 8,000 people gathered around Bernadette at the grotto. The lady still does not reveal her name. Okay. And then on the 16th arising at dawn, Bernadette approaches the grotto and finds the lady already there on this day, the feast of the annunciation. So this is March 25th. The lady reveals, I am the Immaculate Conception. Um, And then the 17th apparition. During this apparition, Bernadette protected her candle from blowing out. As she held her hand close, the flame licked her hand without burning it. 
which was immediately witnessed by Dr. Duzay. Um, so this is like another, considered another miracle. They call it the miracle of the candle. So, and then the 18th was Bernadette's way to the grotto was blocked and closed off by a barrier. She thus came to the grotto across the gave. And she said, I felt that I was in front of the grotto at the same distance as before. I saw only the Blessed Virgin and she was more beautiful than ever. And that was the final apparition. So it's just really mm-hmm. beautiful. You can, um, we well, maybe I'll put this link in our show notes because you can click on each of them and there's a little more detail on each of them, but it's just so yeah fascinating and beautiful there's more like you can see more about the dialect and things like that of what they you know spoke Mm -hmm. about but one thing that I found was incredible is that in the very beginning when she was having these apparitions she was getting a ton of like backlash from even her parents the local priests the community but by the end there was like thousands of people coming to witness this which is I mean just crazy that Mm -hmm. there was so much doubt and then um, all the miracles that came from from these apparitions, it's, it's just truly beautiful. Yeah. And speaking of, we are going to dive into a couple of just, we're going to just talk about three of the specific um, apparitions. So the first. Oh, and, sorry. I just want to mention. So there, the church has actually officially declared 70 miracles associated with lords so there's 70 approved miracles there's been many like millions i'm sure um said miracles associated with our lady of lords but the church um it's a rigorous process i think to to get something like this approved has approved 70 which is also remarkable um so yeah we're gonna just go read like three of the 70 that have been approved by the church yes so the first one which we kind of mentioned briefly because it happened at one of the apparitions, um, was the healing of Catherine Ladapai. Okay, so the miraculous healing of Catherine was the first documented miracle after the apparitions of Our Lady of Lourdes. In 1856, she had actually fallen from a tree, leaving her right hand mostly paralyzed. At the time of the apparitions, she was at the end of her third pregnancy. And then on March 1st, 1858, she rose at three in the morning, woke her young children and set off for Lourdes. Arriving at dawn, she met with Bernadette at the grotto and washed her hand in the healing spring water. In the presence of over 1,500 people, her hand miraculously regained function. She returned home to give birth to her third child, allowing us to be sure of the date of the cure. Her child to become an ordained priest in 1882 and in 1862 her case was officially documented a miracle amongst those presenting a supernatural character so just an incredible story and like so beautiful that it's connected to the apparition like it's just so so beautiful so that's Mm -hmm. an awesome one yes okay so the second um official or approved miracle is one of the most well-known miracles of Louis Beret. Um, he was 55 when he visited the Grotto of Lourdes in March of 1858 to seek healing. He was rendered blind in his right eye from a mine explosion, which had also killed his brother. Known in the local area for his Christian faith, he had heard of the apparition and told his daughter to fetch the healing water and saying, go and get me some of the water. The Blessed Virgin, if it be her, 
has only to wish it and I shall be cured. Sure enough, his eye was miraculously healed after repeatedly rubbing it with the muddy spring water. His doctor confirmed that no physical explanation could warrant such an immediate healing. In 1862, his miracle was officially confirmed and documented. So beautiful. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, Okay, and then the last one is Sister Bernadette Moray. So the more recent healing of Sister Moray was declared the 70th miracle of Our Lady of Lourdes in 2018. So the most recent approved miracle. Suffering from spinal pain, which left her disabled and wheelchair bound, Sister Moray went on a pilgrimage to Lourdes in 2008 to receive a blessing of the sick where the apparitions of Mary had taken place. After she was blessed, she said, I felt a surge of well-being throughout my body, a relaxation, warmth. I returned to my room, and there, a voice told me to take off your braces. After doing so, Sister Marie was surprised to find that she was able to completely leave behind her wheelchair, braces, and pain. After being reviewed extensively by the International Medical Committee of Lourdes, it was determined that her healing could not be medically explained and was officially declared a miracle in 2018. So it's just, again, so incredible, like, just these stories. And like Tori said, there are, I mean, millions and millions of people have pilgrimed, have taken pilgrimage to Lords for healing. And there are so many other stories. So these are just the 70 that have been approved by the church. But again, there are so many more. So we just wanted mm-hmm. to share a few of those because... Um, pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. And then, so St. Bernadette's feast day is April 16th, and she is the patron saint of bodily illness, Lourdes, um, the patron saint against poverty. She's the patron saint of shepherds and shepherdesses and people ridiculed for their faith. So she's awesome. I, yeah, I just, I love her. I feel like she's just pure and sweet and such an example of saying yes to Christ and especially saying yes to Mary, like just so beautiful. So, and I also just want to put another plug. You mentioned it earlier, Mary, but we did an episode with Molly Myers. It's probably one of my favorite episodes we've done on the podcast. She's incredible and has a truly incredible story. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and try and find it. She has a really cool and amazing, um, story about her experience going to Lourdes. And it's just, if you're, if you're wanting to find like another miracle story that isn't maybe official or documented, um, something more local or close to home, that is a really cool one, um, that you can, can listen to. I might just go back and re-listen to it because it's so good. Yeah. It's an (laughs) awesome episode. Um, it's, it was part of our motherhood series. So yes may help you find it. And I'll, I'll just link it in the show notes too. So that in case you want to listen to it, but as always, we are going to end in prayer. And so we are going to ask for intercession from the lovely St. Bernadette. So I will lead us in prayer in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. O St. Bernadette, who as a meek and pure child did 18 times at Lord's contemplate the beauty of the immaculate mother of God and receive her messages, and who afterwards wished to hide yourself from the world in the convent of Nevers, and to offer thyself there as a victim for the conversion of sinners. Obtain for us the grace of purity, simplicity, and mortification, that we also may attain 
to the vision of God and of Mary in heaven. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a friendly review. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sacrifice of Praise Podcast and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, know that we are praying for you. Bye. Bye.